The games are underway and DraftKings is bringing you to the podium. DraftKings free to play pools are available every day of the games in Tokyo and offering a free shot at up to $50,000 in total cash prizes. That's up to $50,000 up for grabs and the best part is that it's free to play. DraftKings free to play pools are easy to enter. Just download the DraftKings app, go to pools and choose from a wide variety of free contests for an opportunity to win cash prizes. All you have to do is answer a handful of questions around what you think is gonna happen during that day's events. Track your results throughout the evening and see if you will achieve victory. Questions will range from medal count to questions specific to the USA team. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings app now and use promo code TBPN when you sign up to get your free shot at up to $50,000 in total cash prizes every day at the games in Tokyo. Had the DraftKings pools page to get your shot at huge cash prizes. That's promo code TBPN for a limited time only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for full details. Hey, Reese, bitch, put the game on, man. I'm trying to see what Luca and them boys going to do tonight, man. Mavs outside this podcast. Y'all know what time it is. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the newest edition of the Mavs Outsiders podcast. As usual, I'm one half of your host, Maurice Williams, a.k.a. Mind of Reese, joined as always by my co-host Mike Bibbins, a.k.a. Bibbs. Uh, you know I always ask, how you feeling? I'm doing quite well, my brother. Uh, it has Please. been a splendid week. Of... Boy, you lying like hell. <laughs> <laughs> well, old brother, old chap. Uh... <sighs> it has certainly been a week. It has been a week. I can agree. It has been a week. It's been a lot going on this week. Uh, obviously, free agency started on Monday. Uh, shout out to everyone who joined our uh, green room. Green room? Room? Or do I just say green room? Shout out to everybody that joined our green room uh, on Monday. Me and Bibbs went live uh, at the start of free agency while, you know, news was breaking. Uh, mm. Unfortunately, due to green room being glitchy as fuck. Uh, I never got sent the email, so we couldn't oh, upload wow. that and post it, unfortunately. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it was still fun to do, even though we couldn't, you know, actual get actual podcast views from it. It's okay. It was still fun to do. That just means, hey, it was exclusive. We might make that a thing, you know? <clears throat> hey, you want this exclusive stuff? You want the exclusive conversations? You got to join the green room. But, uh... Now that basically the week uh, has ended, as far as free agency goes, uh, we've been able to sit back and see what the Mavs, among uh, most things, among most teams, have done in free agency in the offseason, along with the Olympics concluding, which I'm sure we'll talk about. Well, Bibbs will talk about for the most part, because the way my work schedule is set up, I can't be 
I, I can't be getting up in the middle of the fucking night to watch these games. Um, so what would you would you like to get the Olympics out of the way first? Yeah, let's let's go ahead and knock the Olympics out of the way uh, first, just to just to do so. Um, I did. I watched every game. I actually uh, woke up a little late today. I woke up uh, at eight. The game started at seven, so I missed uh, like the first half basically. Actually, most all, all the way up to like the end of the third quarter, pretty much. Um, is the end of the third quarter is when I came in. I think Slovenia was down ten, so it was a hell of a ride. Uh, it was a hell of a ride watching the qualifying games. Uh, was in Lithuania, I believe, and watching Luca and Slovenia and the team can come together and win it on the road and have Sabonis awarding Giannis, not Giannis, Luca. <laughs> I'm sorry. That was another championship. My bad. <laughs> Watching uh, <laughs> Luca get the, the MVP of the qualifying tournament from Sabonis after putting his son and sending their country back home. Um, that was awesome. Going over to the Olympics, seeing them in the, the, the uh, group play beat Spain, which is just insane to think about. Um, they had fun. They were having fun. They had a blast. They It was a bubble environment, which probably took away some of the fun from it. Like I, I imagine a lot of country people would have been out there uh, enjoying the ride with them. Uh, came out of pool play. It was a tough matchup. We expected that. Uh, they took care of business in the first round with Germany. Expected that. Then you got to the juggernauts. Mm-hmm. Then you got France, USA, Australia. Those are the teams that were supposed to medal in my opinion. Um, and they came so close against France. So close. I, uh, I actually got up early that morning as well. It was start, I think the game started at 7 a.m. I usually go to work at 8. So I woke up at 7, Was well, a little bit before 7, was prepared, watched the first half, uh, did a little bit of things at home. I actually had the game on my phone. I have like a holder, don't worry, uh, on my dashboard while I was driving to work. Got to work, sat down at my desk, still had the game on, coworkers asking me what I'm doing. They were laughing at me for staying up three in the morning, watching the Mavs all week, uh, calling me crazy, all that good stuff. But, uh, you know, it, it was a, it was a fun ride. I, I enjoyed being a part of something that was having some, some success for the first time in what feels like forever. Um, postseason success, excuse me. I, I don't want to make sure I don't want to feed. <laughs> um, but, uh, Man, that they got down ten. I was like, "Oh, this is it. They're gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna lose." And then they go on a run and they tie the game up and they take the lead. And it was like I was, I was in the at my desk, just like going crazy up to the end of the game. And then you know, you get down to that last shot. Luca has the ball in his hands with the shot clock off, and it was just too perfect in my head. I was like, "Yo, I can't believe it. We we really in this situation again." But one of the criticisms of Luca, and I don't know if this is fair in this scenario, but one of the criticisms is that he kind of slows the ball up a lot throughout the game. Like there's no push, there's get the ball to Luca, and Luca walks it up. That probably wasn't what needed to happen in this scenario, or that probably was what needed to happen, I should say, in this scenario, because you don't want to leave too much time on the clock. One point game, you need one bucket. They had the ball, a screen came for some reason, Batum and Gobert ended up 
on Luca. I think it was Prepolich was a little bit too close to Luca, in my opinion. If he had been wider, he probably has a wide open three when that happens. But he was far enough for Luca to get him the ball. He was tired. Everybody was tired. They all had laid it all out on the court. He drove. Batum chased. Batum got the big block. And that was it. They lost by one to, a, again, a juggernaut of a France team that went toe-to-toe with, with America. Nothing to be ashamed about there, to be that close. Um, there was a little bit of controversy when I said I wanted Luca to take the shot. I'm not, when I said that, allow me to be irrational sometimes. God damn. No, you're not allowed. There's enough of that going on. Everything I tweet can't be analysis and trying to be perfect and smart and brainy. Like sometimes, can I just be a fan for like five seconds sometimes? Can I just throw out a fan tweet like, damn, I wanted my dude to take the shot? That's all I'm saying, people. Oh, but he was double teamed. Oh, you want him to take the step back three over go back? Man, I'm not trying to analyze the game. I just wanted Luca to take the shot to send his country to the gold medal match. Like, in my head, that was like the perfect scenario. That was Dame over PG to send the, the Thunder home. That was what I wanted. Wasn't that over two people, though? Well, the Dame? No, that was no, Luca. Luca. Oh, you mean Luca. Well, if they don't bring Batum over, it could, didn't have to be. It could have just been him and Gobert. Uh, you want him to shoot over? Okay. L- listen, this is you, you <laughs> the timeline was my, my, my bad. You're doing what my the bad. timeline my bad. <laughs> my bad. <laughs> the logic in me was just like, you wanted him to do what? exactly. That's the problem. <laughs> I'm not being logical. That's that's what I'm saying. Like for five okay. seconds. But what I just want to have a, a moment as a fan where it's like, yo, my dude took the shot, uh, regardless of if it made sense or not. But in my head, when he had the ball with the shot clock off, I was like, oh shit! Like Luca's about to do it. Uh, of course, he made the right basketball play. The team wasn't spread out properly. I think Toby was in the paint, which kind of congested it a little bit. Maybe Luca could have drove. I know he had just hurt his wrist um, earlier in the game. He was gassed, which also looked familiar. Um, and so they lost. And you could tell they were devastated. And you would hope that they would have bounced back for the Australia bronze medal game. But from what I could tell from the tweets, when I got up halfway through the game or two thirds of the way through the game, uh, was it yesterday? No, today, shit. Yeah, it's been a weird day. Halfway through the game today or two thirds of the way through the game today, people were saying they were sloppy. They were they were off their game. And that's the, when you thought you were going for that gold medal, it's hard to get back up for that bronze medal match. I think Australia had lost three in a row. <laughs> in that bronze medal match Three, i'm not sure i'm pretty sure it was 2000 2016 like they they had they showed the the the, the track record they were zero and three in the bronze medal match uh over the past few years i think oh and four total like going back to like 88 or 98 something like that but um that was the team that had been there before that's that's why they were prepared for that situation patty mills went stupid i think he had 42 and like nine assists um and they deserved it like australia's been there and lost several times like i'm glad i'm happy for australia i'm happy for patty mills i'm happy for ingles uh josh green all of them matisse um they they put in work they deserve that medal i wish Brokoff could have been there i know he withdrew due to some some mental health issues hope that he's getting the care he needs but 
Slovenia will be back. They will be back and hopefully stronger. I know, I think a couple of the big guys, either Prepolic or Brezic, can't remember which one is like 34. So he may not be there next time, but the rest of them should be back. The rest of them should be back. Um, nothing to be ashamed of, nothing to be disappointed by really. Of course you want the medal, but man, it was a ride. Slovenia's on the map. The rest of the world fears them. Um, and hopefully they had a good time. All things considered. Um, you have anything to add? No, nah, we spending too much time on this shit. Let's get to the real. Uh, <laughs> at the end of the day, uh, shout out to Slovenia. Uh, you know, obviously, I'm no longer a Slovenian citizen. I'm back to being a United States citizen since United States won gold. Go USA. Uh, but, you know, Luka, play, Luka plays for Slovenian country. Luka is a maverick. I'm always going to support Luka. If Luka wasn't a maverick, I'm always going to support Luka, which is a very real possibility after the Mavericks free agency. So, let's get to it. I created uh, a video for my YouTube titled State of the Mavs Address, which got uh, a lot of positive feedback, more positive feedback than I expected. I expected more negative, but a lot of people agreed with the way I said things. So, you know, I've had my chance to really say what I want to say, kind of. Okay. I I believe you watched the video, didn't you? I did. Right. So you've heard what I've had to say. Wasn't everything, you know, I peeled back a little bit because it's YouTube. Uh, I did talk about it a bit on the Mind of Reese podcast last night, but I was a little tipsy. So <laughs> if I sound kind of crazy and angry, that's why it's revealing my true feelings. But anyway, uh, this offseason, day one of not only day one, within the first hour of uh, the beginning of the moratorium period for free agency, if you were in the green room with me and Bibbs, you heard our reactions, mainly my reaction. Uh, the Dallas Mavericks first, uh, their first deal of business was re-signing Tim Hardaway Jr. Uh, three years, $74 million. Sounds about right. Yes. Shout out to Tim Hardaway Jr. He turned down $88 million from the New Orleans Pelicans mm. to stay with the Dallas Mavericks at three years, $74 million. I'm sure if I'm getting the numbers wrong, somebody will tweet me. Somebody will tweet us, but... Nah, you're right both on both numbers, I believe. Okay. Shout out to Tim Hardaway Jr. You, Hey, man, look. You got my love for life. That's real. I went to look for a Tim Hardaway Jr. jersey on fanatics.com the other day, <laughs> but I, I couldn't find it for some reason. Interesting. Uh, maybe they were waiting for it to make it official. I don't know. But, uh... Yes, shout out to Tim Hardaway Jr. for that. Uh, they also re-signed the team mascot, Boban Marjanovic, to a... The two other guys that showed up in the playoffs. You got to lock them down. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, I'm not sure the details of Boban's contract, but it doesn't matter. Uh, he's not getting paid much. Probably a minimum. <clears throat> yeah. So then the Mavericks went out and signed players who were not already on the team. Mm. And our first, and let me. This broke first. This was the first free agent we signed that broke. All right, okay. mm-hmm. huge fish within the first hour. 
Guppy. We signed star shooting guard for the Houston Rockets, Sterling Brown, a.k.a. Shannon LeBron. Oh, Lord. <laughs> I told you I'm going to keep doing this. Until he shows me something, he's Shannon LeBron. <laughs> to, to a whopping... Two years, $6.4 million. Economical. Very economical. It took a pay cut. Very economical. Uh, initially, I was going to ask how you felt about them individually. But since we only did two things in fucking free agency, <laughs> we're just going to group them together. All right. So then a few minutes later, while I'm spazzing in the green room because we just signed <laughs> Sterling Brown within the first hour of free fucking agency, the Mavericks decided, hold up, Reese. We got something else for you, brother, because I know you're mad. But we Watch this move. All right. You saw that. Watch this. They went out and got Reggie. Bullock, one of the top five three and D guards in the league, if you ask Mavs Twitter. Ooh-wee. Three years, ten million dollars per year. Yeah, three years, ten million dollars per year. Yeah, three years, ten million would have been a fucking steal, but yeah, <laughs> three years, thirty million dollars. Now, <clears throat> obviously, I was exaggerating. I know y'all don't think he's a top five three and D player, but y'all really do be stretching the whole three and D thing just because a motherfucker plays a little bit of defense and can shoot the ball doesn't make him a three and D player. I just need y'all to know that. But, but that's not a knock on him. That's just saying that's not he's not three and D. Okay, Bibbs. Yep. The floor is yours. How do you feel? You know what? The floor is yours. What are you feeling right now about the Mavs free agency and offseason? Let's let's start with talking about the players that were acquired. First of all, Sterling Brown uh, was a guy that I acquired when we did our exercise um, where we played GM. But if you recall, he was like a last second add on. Yes, because you needed a roster spot. Because I had a roster spot, right? Reggie Bullock. Good shooter. I, I'm not mad at that signing either. He'll he'll play hard defense. I don't. It's not a Josh Richardson situation, which I think I saw somebody else call it. Uh, he does what he does. We're not going to ask him to do more than he does. I would hope. Which is shoot threes, play a little bit of defense. Okay, Sterling Brown, same thing. Shoot threes, play a little bit of defense. Where do they fit into the rotation? I don't know. What's Josh Green going to do? How are they going to use Timmy? How are they going to use DFS? All those things have yet to be figured out, but I, I don't mind both players. Both players fit. You, you can't have enough wings that play defense and, and hit threes. Can't have enough of them. Can't play all of them at the same time, but you can't have enough of them on your roster, right? Can't be mad at those depth moves. <clears throat> However, that's a Stephen A transition. It seems like at this point in the game, I feel safe saying this. I've been trying to be patient on the timeline. I don't, I don't, I don't want to spaz out early and then look stupid later when they swing something and they're like, ha, we got you. Here we go. <clears throat> it has been three off seasons now mm-hmm. where we've been told that they were going to do it. They were going to get the piece. They were going to make the swing. They were going to move us to the next level. And for the third straight year, they did not do that. 
by any stretch of the imagination. They did not do that. Nothing has changed on with this roster. We added two different players that don't do anything that we didn't already have on the roster. No disrespect to those men. I appreciate them. But we have not changed what we are as a team. It's the third straight year of, what was it, the first year? KP will be back next year. The, that same year, KP's not healthy yet. Give him time to get his legs under him. KP gets hurt in the playoffs. All offseason. KP will get back at some point. KP gets back. Give him some time. He'll be healthy. He gets healthy. He disappears in the playoffs. I'm sorry, he didn't disappear. He was so ineffective in the early games that Rick Carlisle told him to just be a decoy in the playoffs. We come into this offseason. Oh, it's KP's first healthy offseason. He'll be a different player next year. I can't do that for three straight years and, and consider that growth as a team. We are getting by on Luka improving alone as far as our opportunities to advance. I can't depend on KP at this point. If he decides to turn back into himself or figure out that he needs to play differently based on what his body is telling him and, and it works and he can be a steady 2010 contributor and, and play a little bit of defense, fan-fucking-tastic. But that can't be something I bank on. All I can bank on right now is Luca either figuring out his free throws or becoming an even better three-point shooter than he was the past year. That's the only thing that I can look at this roster and say, I expect one of these things to change. Resigning Tim Hardaway does not anger me. That's the smart play. If he wants to stay, you keep him. He took a discount. Beautiful. That's fine with me. However, if your goal as a front office, and don't give me the don't give me a Nico excuses now, because all summer it was. Donnie's gone. Nico's new. Nico's connected. Nico's tapped in. Nico's not the old guard. We're going to be doing things differently now. Things are different. Don't now come back and say, well, he was only there for a month. Oh, he didn't get to do it. Shut the hell up. You got to pick one side and stick to it. I can't have the back and forth because then I don't, I can't argue with a person that's on all sides of the argument. Where are we, how, you got to pick a stance. So if your stance is Nico's new, that's what it should have been from the jump. I can respect, you know, he needs to, to, to get his bearings with the situation. What we've realized now is it's all Mark Cuban. It is all Mark Cuban. You can't tell me it's not Mark Cuban because any other team hires a new GM, there's going to be some shaking and redecorating going on. We didn't redecorate a damn thing. We bought two new lamps. The posters on the wall are the same. The furniture is exactly where it was before. We bought a, a couple of new lamps. Didn't even move the old lamps out. Just bought some new ones to fit in with the rest of them. They look, they look just like some of the ones we already had. We just got more lamps now. Okay. So that's, 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 that's where I start. So that's where I start. If there's anything you need to add to that, please feel free to hop in. Let me take a sip of this water real quick. Um, I agree with what you said. I said it on the Madaris podcast when I recorded it. Uh, past few off seasons have been god awful, considering what we had to work with. 
And we thought things were going to be different because now we're going into an offseason where we have a new general manager, new head coach. This head coach is a player coach. Players love Jason Kidd. This new general manager, the guys love him. But we still can't get anybody. And there's a common denominator. It's Mark fucking Cuban. What the fuck is it with Dallas owners trying to get too involved in the team? If you want to be a general manager, be a fucking general manager and don't hire a general manager. Don't do both. I don't give a fuck if you sign the checks. You sign the checks because you own the team. That's what you're supposed to do. What they're supposed to do is their job. But they can't do their job if you're in the way, not letting them do their fucking job. Meanwhile, you're on Twitter liking tweets about whether you did a good job or not. Meanwhile, we getting reports of you saying, oh, well, we really care about the internal growth of this team. What internal growth? The white pile is 30. Maxi Kleba is 29. Dorian Finney-Smith is 28. They're in the primes of their careers. And that's a shame. At this point, they are who they are. Move the fuck on. Do something about this team. What? Where did we improve? Oh, we got some three-point shooting. We got some defense. Where? How many minutes is Sterling Brown realistically going to play? Reggie Bullock is going to play. Yes. How, how many wins does Reggie Bullock add to this team? One, maybe. Can Reggie Bullock create his own shots? Oh, well, he shoots a very good percentage from the corner. He's a very good shooter. Yeah, sure. I like Reggie Bullock. I liked watching him on the Knicks. He has the greatest pump fake in the fucking league. <laughs> but what happens when those shots not falling? Like they weren't sometimes in those Knicks games in the playoffs. Oh, I know what y'all going to say because I heard, I saw this argument on Twitter earlier and I'm really convinced that y'all talking yourselves into this. Oh, he's never played with a creator before. The shots that oh, Luca's going to create for him. Bro. What? Kiss my ass. You motherfuckers are stupid. Stop talking yourself into these things like this. It's embarrassing. Where's your self-respect? Here's the thing with that, if you don't mind me jumping back in. No, I was about to give it back to you anyway. If we add another player and we have to tie what they're going to do to what Luca is going to do for them, we are not doing it right. Thank you. The whole purpose is to get someone who doesn't need Luca. By when you do that, all you're doing is making it very evident that we want to run Luca out of Dallas. Do you did you if you watched any of those Slovenia games down the, those tough ones against France and Australia? Luca got exhausted in those games too. Luca couldn't rest because he is as much as some of those boys stepped up. Toby stepped up. Prepolic, Brezic stepped up. But guess what? Luca had to set all of them up, just like he's doing in Dallas. Do you think he enjoys having to carry the team all the time for 81 games and then in the playoffs? Do we think that he should be scoring 50 points a game to even give us a chance to win in the playoffs? That's not a good way to sustain a career. That's not healthy. That's not positive. So the Mavs wanted Kyle Lowry. It became very evident early on that Kyle Lowry wanted to join his buddy who he's the godfather of's uh, team. 
godfather of his child. He's the godfather of Jimmy Butler's child. Once we realize that that tie is, that's probably going to happen, move on. All right, we moved on. DeRozan became very clear. DeRozan probably wasn't coming. All right, so we move on. The question is, it feels like they tried for the two fish. They didn't get the fish, and they said, fuck it, run it back. Well, no, I will say. Who's the other one? Credit to them, the Bobby Portis thing. They threw the money at Bobby Portis, but Bobby they Portis did. decided to stay with the Bucks, Which is not surprising. That's not surprising. I understand. You know what? You are aggressive with it. Cool. But my issue is, I understand a lot of y'all on Twitter, y'all like to act like y'all watch a lot of basketball, and y'all probably do. But just because this free agency wasn't rich with superstars and stars and all-stars doesn't mean this free agency wasn't good. The free agency was good. This is the free agency where you get the role players that's really going to help your team. Mm. The Mavericks did not. Hey, cool. Kyle Lowry and DeMar DeRozan would have been fantastic. But there's other guys out there. So if you strike out on them, you just say, fuck it, run it back. Yeah. And it's not even, I I wasn't even going to stop at that. I'm going to expand it. If the pool isn't deep, you find another body of water. Convibtious. Free agents weren't the only way to make changes to this roster. We saw where the, the trades. Most, we saw the most signing trades this offseason in than any offseason ever. Yeah. Newsflash, y'all. Cap room doesn't matter. Cap room is a myth. No, no, no. It's not a myth. It's literally an actual thing. But it doesn't matter. But not being able to maneuver because of cap room yes. is a myth. Yes. If you want players, you can get players. If you want to actually change your roster, you can change your roster. You just have to want to do it, and the Mavs do not have a want to. The Mavs want to retain a bunch of prime players because they think the team is young, and somehow those players are going to change. No, though every single player on the roster, besides the kids, whatever they do or whatever they've done in the past is what they're going to do next year. What that was was not show up in the playoffs was not effective in the playoffs. You have to raise the ceiling. You have to get different things. Mark Cuban publicly stated that we were going to get a secondary playmaker. That has not occurred. Kyle Lowry, DeRozan didn't come through. Okay, now we need to look at other options. Who can we make a trade for? Who can? If we need to move some of these dudes, we can move them. The reason I was quiet all week is because I thought adding Reggie Bullock, adding Sterling Brown gave us more flexibility to trade guys that were already on the roster that are there for purposes of hitting threes and playing defense. Maxi, Dorian. I don't, I don't necessarily want those guys gone. But if we're going to improve our team, we have two key needs that we did not address. A true center and a secondary playmaker that will run the offense, can get their own shot, and not leave everything on Luka for 48 minutes. If you ask me, we didn't address defense much either. And I don't even care about that part of it. Because if we had a big man worth worth anything, that would improve on its own. So I thought if we addressed those two things, maybe the rest of it would be okay. But we did not address either one. Does and Moses Brown count? No. Prospect. Okay. Touche. We, we're not going to start him and expect him to play 25. Absolutely not. 
Absolutely. So unless that's the case, if they come out and say that, by all means, I'll shut the hell up. But at this point, I can't see it. We don't know what kind of coach Jason Kidd is, though. So we'll see there. But as far as we know, they didn't want Moses Brown. So I can't even give them credit for that. So that's all I have to say on that part of it. So, again, you have to get creative with trades. You, you have to find other ways to shake the roster up. You can't bring back the same exact team and add guys that do things that other guys on the team already did. You replace Nicolo Melli and J.J. Redick with Sterling Brown and Reggie Bullock. That's all we did. All we did. We, we exchanged a foreign white dude that shoot, shoots threes and an old white dude that shoots threes with a young black dude that shoots threes and a prime black dude that shoots threes. We didn't know. We exchanged Josh Richardson and J.J. Redick we, for Reggie Bullock and Sterling Brown. Melly was getting minutes. Man. Melly exchanged for Moses Brown. How about that? Okay, we will say... <laughs> anywho, the point <laughs> is... I'm we nitpicking. Dropped, we dropped three dudes off the roster and replaced them with guys that pretty much did similar things besides Moses Brown, who they only took because they had to. I, I, it's not acceptable at all. Not acceptable at all. And if you're, if people, here's another part of it that really annoyed me. To do some of the trades that we are, we would have needed to do or what we should have done or what we should be at least looking at today, we're probably going to have to attach a pick, Josh Green, Tyrell Terry, or Brunson to it. None of that bothers me. If it means getting a secondary playmaker onto the team, that's a bare minimum requirement for this offseason to be anything close to a success. Or let's say a specific name, Laurie Markkinen. Oh, God. Say what you want about Laurie Markkinen. He's 24. He had a that quote unquote down season and shot 40% from three on high volume. He can put the ball on the floor. At a bare minimum, he is a KP insurance policy. At maximum, he is a KP replacement if that shit doesn't work out for the third straight year. Get him the fuck off the roster. Move on. Try something different. It's not about continuity. Continuity with getting eliminated in the first round. Continuity with Luca having to put the entire team in City of Dallas on his back for the third straight year. Why are we trying to continue that? What is there to continue? What are we married to? Explain, please. I don't think I'm a fan of getting rid of KP for Laurie just yet. That's not what I'm saying. That is not what I'm saying at all. What I'm you, saying is, you I was get saying because you said trade him. Because I was not okay. for not for Laurie Marketing. Oh, okay. You get Laurie okay. Marketing onto the roster. Gotcha. As KP's backup, they're both injury prone. One goes down, the other has to play more. Or you realize Laurie Marketing works better than KP, then you trade KP. You know what would have been like a very good trade for the Bulls sign and trade type of deal? Uh, no, it wouldn't have been because Jalen Brunson doesn't get paid enough money. It could still uh, could still happen. Uh, I doubt it. They they got Alice Caruso, Lonzo Ball, Kobe White. Oh, you talking about oh the guard, the guard? Yeah, that's that yeah. was one thing I considered was doing a guard type trade, but they probably need bigs more than guards. Well, they went and got Tony Bradley. They probably need bigs more than guards. Tony Bradley's a center. I, I understand. 
<laughs> we gonna trade him to White Powell so he could be third string. Like, yeah, they need depth. They can't have what two centers and call it a day. They don't have no power forwards either. They traded young fatties. Okay, Maxi Kleba. Maxi, bye. Bye, thirty year old. Give me. I would two. trade Maxi Kleba for Laurie Markinen in a heartbeat. No hesitation. We got. I would attach Tyrell Terry to the trade. Oh, don't give a fuck. <laughs> Tyrell Terry contributing this year. Hey, look, goddammit. Hey, this look, goddammit. Hey, we ain't doing, ain't no go, ain't gonna be no attaching Tyrell Terry to shit. You hear me? Not while I'm in the conversation. Goddammit. Attach Nate Hinton. Attach Nate. We can't, well, I don't know if that's gonna do it. A two way guy. But if Josh, Attach Green, Josh Green, Josh Green, that's the first round pick. I don't give a damn. Second round pick. So was Laurie Markin then. I don't even remember. Top 10. Fuck it. Josh Green can go. I like not, Josh Green, but I like Tyrell Terry more. You know what? He's a redundancy. We just added two more wings that that, uh, that actually hit threes right now. So if Josh Green got to go, it would be tough to do it for a large marketing trade, but fuck it. We got to add top-level talent. For people that – top-level. Not top-level. We need to add to our de- top-level talent. You know what? This is that- at the Mavericks level. Of top level talent, he would be the third best score, third or fourth highest scorer on the team immediately. You know, a team that really would have benefited from a signing trade, the Portland Trailblazers. I was gonna go team by team to to the compare our offseason to other teams, <clears throat> other teams that we should be comparing ourselves to. Now, granted, uh, the Portland Trailblazers had a trash offseason as well. If you ask me, I give yeah. those motherfuckers an F. If I was a Portland fan, I would be beyond pissed. Now, what if there was a signing trade deal for Norman Powell to go to the Dallas Mavericks for Jalen Brunson and Maxi Kleber? You don't think that's a good deal for the Portland Trailblazers? That's tough. Well, no, because they got Anthony Simons. And Anthony Simons is a promising guard. So, no, maybe that wouldn't work. Maybe I'm wrong on that. The Maxi part, maybe, but not for Norman Powell. Not, yeah, that's... Yeah. Would they trade Anthony Simons? No, I would not. <laughs> exactly. So, again, Portland was in a similar situation to us, in my opinion. Besides, except for the fact that Dame is a lot further along in his career than Luca, and they also the, didn't have as much money as us. And their cap situation is fucked as well. They have no cap flexibility. We had both cap flexibility and desperation. This is the last off season where we're going to have money. We've already had two. Bullshit as off seasons, you would expect the sense of urgency to be greater. You thought firing the GM and getting some new blood in meant that it did not. We did the same shit. So let's look at some other teams, shall we? Shall we look at our peers and see what they did? See how we measure up. I won't even. Can I start off with a specific team? Go ahead. The Chicago Bulls went into the off season with fifteen million dollars and walked away with Lonzo Ball. Alex Caruso, DeMar DeRozan, and Tony Bradley. Mm. That is all. What did they lose? Oh, what did they uh, give up? Thaddeus Young, uh, Tomas Sadoransky. Garrett Temple. Garrett Temple and a pick, I think. And they let Two Daniel picks. Tice go as well. Yeah, Daniel Tice. Yeah, that's all they gave up. So they let go those middle of the pack, back of the bench rotational type guys that everybody in Dallas is afraid to let go of. Tomas Sadoransky is, I'm, I'm going to make this comparison. Fuck y'all. Jalen Brunson. Garrett Temple, 
Yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> All Jalen Brunson does is score. Jalen Brunson is better look than Tomas Sadoransky. Look, look. look. I, you could, we can make that comparison all day. That is young as Maxi Kleber. Okay. That is young is better than Maxi Kleber. Would you agree? Absolutely. Okay, so it balances out. That's this is the point I'm making. These are the this is the Dallas Maverick equivalent type of situation I'm doing. Daniel Tice is. Will Willie Collie sign? Pow. The white power. We'll go and, power. And, and he's better than the white power. Garrett Temple. Trey Burke. Yes. End of the fucking bench. Getting paid too much money. Well, no, Trey Burke's not getting paid a whole lot of money. But So those are the type of guys that they let go of to get Lonzo Ball. Regardless of how you feel about Lonzo Ball, he's new. He adds something to their team and he has potential to get better. That's what a team does when they're trying to make their star happy and give them something new to look at, somebody new to play with. You got any other examples? I I will go through this list. No, no, no. I just wanted to give that one out. All right. So let's look at, uh, let's look at some other teams. Who we got? Who we got? The Hawks. What did they do? Uh, they they actually just really bought the same guys back, but they added DeLon Wright and uh. So they had a crazy run, right? Didn't they go to the conference finals? Yes, I would say they were a comparable team to us in the regular season. They just yes. had more success in the postseason. Yes, they went and got DeLon Wright, right? Yeah, I don't think they added much. They really just bought the peep the band back, basically. They brought back Solomon Hill, John Collins. They drafted Jalen Johnson, Sharif Cooper. Uh, they lost Chris Dunn and Bruno Fernando. Yes, They're, they kept it. They they maintained a team that went to the conference finals. That's that's good business, I would say. Yes. Uh, Brooklyn Nets are they on? Our, they're a team we're chasing, no. right? Yeah, they're, they're a team we're chasing, right? Yeah, if we're chasing them, we're far behind. Like they've overlapped <laughs> us. So I'll, I'll ignore them for now. Yes, please do. What about a team that's behind us? No, we'll leave alone too let's let's go let's go through the list dallas mavericks we already went through them the, the nuggets shall we bring up the nuggets i mean they're ahead of us too for sure let's bring up the nuggets they added jeff green added jeff green resign uh jermichael green resign will barton mm-hmm. did they resign austin rivers yes they did brought, brought back austin rivers <clears throat> lost to val mcgee they added depth a team that Went to the conference finals a year ago. Added a couple more pieces. We know that they're dealing with the Jamal Murray injury already. So they, they made sure that they were okay. Fine with that. Nothing splashy. You'll probably lose Paul Millsap. I haven't heard anything about him yet. I think they are going to lose Paul Millsap. They don't care about losing Paul Millsap. No. Because they added Aaron Green Aaron or Aaron Gordon, Gordon near the end of the year. Right. Absolutely. Never Nuggets are okay, I would say. Do we look at the Warriors? Uh, I mean, it's hard. Yeah, sure. it's, it's hard to compare us to them. They are a team that should be ahead of us, but was dealing with a lot of injuries. They added Kaminga and Moody in the draft. They added Otto Porter Jr. They added Bielitsa. Uh, they lost Bazemore and Kelly Oubre. Wash. They also added back uh, Andre Iguodala. They also got Iguodala. You could say maybe they got a little bit more deep. I wouldn't say that they really changed a ton. I would say they they. They're better. 
Yeah, I don't. And they also have flexibility if a if a star becomes available. More bodies that they can throw in a trade if somebody becomes available. Absolutely, they got good economical contracts. Auto Porter also, starts hooping. Oh. Also, let's not uh, just step over the fact that Clay Thompson is coming back. Clay Thompson's coming back. Warriors are a threat to us. Anyway. They're better than us. We, we will see. I'm not looking at the Rockets. I'm not looking at the Pacers. Clippers. Let's look at the Clippers. Batum resigned. Kawhi resigned, even though he's pretty much going to miss the season. Reggie Jackson resigned. Reggie Jackson resigned. We know what he did to us. And they added Justice Winslow. Added Justice Winslow. Terrence Mann. Uh, what's his name? Kennard. Luke Kennard. Both young guys. They'll get better. They contributed during the playoffs. And they'll get better. You can argue they're better than us without Kawhi. I, I can't argue with you. Just saying. All right, let's keep it moving. I don't even want to look at the Lakers. <laughs> do you do do we should should we look at the Lakers? Why? All right, we'll, we'll skip past the Lakers. Grizzlies. Want to look at the Grizzlies? No. They're a mixed bag for me. Yeah, they're not. No. We're not looking at the Grizzlies. They're behind us. They look like they should stay behind us. Absolutely. But they're a young team, so if guys take a step forward, maybe not. We'll see. Uh, the Jonas Valanciunas trade actually threw me off. Part I of thought, the reason they're behind us. Yeah, so I thought that was a step back. No Luca. Miami Heat. They were behind us this year. <clears throat> were they? Yeah. They were, what, the sixth seed in the East? Mm, let's look it up. I'll look it up. Go ahead. They were the six seed. They played the Bucks in the first round. Right, but what was that record? They were not great. I'm gonna look it, it up. It is the East. <laughs> that is correct, actually. That's a, that's a good point. Uh, standings. I'll let you find the record first. Okay. Before I I, I go on what they did. <laughs> uh, Miami finished the season forty and thirty-two. We finished forty-two and thirty. So they are on our level. Yes. Or they were this past year. <laughs> so what they do, they give Jimmy Butler a huge extension. Gave they Duncan Robinson the bag. Bought their team back and added pieces. Stole P.J. Tucker from <clears throat> the Bucks. That not only fit their team and culture, but make them better. Stole Markeith Morris from the Lakers. And added Kyle Lowry. Resigned Oladipo who maybe get healthy at some point. Brought back Gabe Vincent. Brought back Max Struess. Signed Dwayne Denman. Added Kyle Lowry. They lost Dragic and Precious Achua. And Ariza. And Bielitsa. I would say they probably got a little stronger. Absolutely. We will not talk about the Bucks. We do not need to talk about the Timberwolves. <laughs> Absolutely not. The Pelicans. Let's talk about the Pelicans. No. You don't want to talk about the Pelicans? No. All right. The Knicks. Four seed in the West. Yes. Let's talk the about Knicks. the Knicks. The team that we can't seem to beat at times. The Knicks. They brought back Alec Burks. Brought back Nerlens Noel. Brought back Derrick Rose. They added Evan Fournier. They added Kemba Walker. They lost Reggie Bullock. They replaced Alfred Payton and Reggie Bullock with Kimball Walker and Evan Fournier. 
And they still have young players like all-star Julius Randle, R.J. Barrett, who still has potential, Emmanuel Quickly, O.B. Toppin, Mitchell Robinson, Frank Nilakina. He's still technically a free agent. Oh, okay. They will yeah. likely they will likely bring him. He's not uh, officially lost yet. They can still bring him back. Okay. But I can say they got better. That's a real front office doing their job. Yeah. A team that, like Dallas, people don't seem to want to go to. But they Same found like they want to go there to me. They found one guy or or two that were willing to come. Fournier, he does what he does. They needed more shooting. He does that. And he can handle the ball. They got Kemba Walker. He's been a little off the past year or so, but he's not going to have to carry this team. Anything he adds is gravy. That's a team that took a step forward. We're going to skip over them next two. We're going to skip over the 76ers. The Suns, they're ahead of us. We'll lead them along. Yes. We talked about the Blazers. What did they do? They added Cody Zeller and Tony Snell. They lost Zach Collins and Ennis Cantor. They brought back Norman Powell. They didn't do shit. They, I don't know what the hell they're doing. They they smoking dick. They are a team that also needs to find a trade to make their star happy. Trade Dame. I don't know about trading Dame. Trade Dame to New York. The Kings, we will leave them alone. Spurs, I think we can leave them alone. Raptors, we'll leave them alone. Jazz. They're ahead of us for sure. With the one seed in the West, we can leave them alone. But let's talk about the teams where that had they had guys that Mavs fans said should demand a trade to Dallas. Like who? Let's talk about the Washington Wizards. Oh my God. Free Bradley Bill. Oh God. Free Bradley Bill. Send nah, him to the team. Like nah, Dallas. Let me, yeah, right. Right. It seemed like the Washington Wizards trying to improve more than the Dallas Mavericks are. They Russell Westbrook asked out. You thought that they might have had something when they went on that run late in the year. They were another team that was decimated by COVID. I think they would have been better had they not been. But Westbrook asked out. What did they do? They got a bunch of very tradable players that are actually probably going to help that team in return. Kyle Kuzma, Montrez Harrell, Kentavious Caldwell-Pope, and Aaron Holiday. Besides Kuzma, all those guys play defense, which is something that they have struggled with for the past couple of years. Holiday is a nice up-and-coming young guard. KCP, 3 and D. Montrez Harrell, a dog. Kyle Kuzma, he can score. <laughs> that's, that's a team that's trying. What else did they do? Spencer Dinwiddie. Coming off of ACL, but we know what he can do. He can score. That's a team that's trying to appease their young star. Let's talk about the depth on this team. Spencer Dinwiddie, Aaron Holiday, Bradley Beal, KCP, Kyle Kuzma, Davis Bertans. Uh, they drafted the rookie, uh, Kispert. I can't remember his first Corey name. Corey Kispert. Corey Kispert. Uh, Rui Hachimura, Denny Advia, Daniel Gafford. Montrez Harrell and Thomas Bryant. 
squad. That's a playoff team, if you ask me. That's a very, very solid team. Like, there's not going to be a point in the game where they're going to be desperate to get Bradley Beal back on the court because nobody can score. They can have two guys that can score on their own at all times. Must be nice. Must be. Are we done going down the list of teams? Or? We already went. That's the whole That's the whole NBA. Okay. The other team that uh, people wanted to steal a player from because their team doesn't care about them, allegedly, was the Bulls. And we saw what they did. We talked about that already. Free Zach Levine. Ain't got to worry about Zach Levine going nowhere. Zach Levine is comfy. Only way Zach Levine leaves is if the Bulls somehow don't make the playoffs, and that's almost impossible. Everything would have to fall apart. They went and got him Vucevic last year. They went and got him Lonzo and DeMar this summer. That's a team trying to make their star happy. Mm-hmm. It's a lack of urgency from the Mavs to have not done shit for three off seasons. It's ignorance. Josh Richardson trade is not doing shit. Nope. At best, it made us a little bit better. At best, adding Reggie Bullock makes us a little bit better. Those little bits aren't enough. You have to do things to make his job easier. You're not doing that. Reggie Bullock and Shannon Little Brother don't make a difference whether y'all like to hear it or not, period. And like someone, Kendall, shout out to Kendall Mm. on Twitter, who put out a tweet that said, if I told y'all two weeks ago that our free agency moves would be Reggie Bullock and Sterling Brown, how would y'all feel? Y'all would be pissed. But now, since, you know, I don't know what y'all issue is, you're trying to talk yourselves into it. Be real with yourselves. Be honest. What did Dej Lowe say? Let's just be honest. Let's just be real. And I understand. You don't want to be mad. You want to you wanna believe that they tried. You want to, oh, well, if guys don't want to come, then they can't force them to. Do you think... Let me dial it back. Charlotte made moves. Charlotte was able to get people. Who the fuck do you think sits down in front of a calendar and says, let me make a trip to Charlotte? I live within an hour or so from Charlotte. I've never said that. But they are able to get players there. Why? Flexibility. They went and got Lonzo Ball. They haven't wasted time in trying to add talent around them. Adding players that complement him and make his job easier. The Mavericks have not done that. I don't care how much you like Dwight Powell. I don't care how much you like Jalen Brunson. I don't care how much you like the guys on your team. Do they help Luka do his job easier? Do they keep your star from wearing down and having to carry the team on his back? You can believe that KP just needs the right coach just needs to be healthy for an offseason. But if that's what we're putting all of our chips in the bag of, when that car flips over and it's not the one we were waiting for, all your money is gone. Everything is gone. If KP goes down with an injury, we're screwed. You just say when the car flips over? I was making a blackjack analogy. Okay, my bad. I thought you said car. Not card, card, card. Right. <laughs> like if you put, if you go all in on on KP being a king, because you got two in your hand and you trying to get three of a kind. I'm oh, sorry. I'm going I've never, play. I've never played blackjack. I don't know what the fuck you're talking <laughs> I'm about. I'm sorry. I, I changed it to a poker reference. My bad. Oh, I've never played that either. But go ahead, shoot. Damn. You can knock yourself out. <laughs> Texas Hold'em. Never um, played it, motherfucker. Oh, use man. a use a Uno reference. Shit. <laughs> 
<laughs> if you're expecting the draw four because your opponent is on Uno on the next uh, hand, and then that next card isn't a draw four. Hey, you know what? This ain't working. <laughs> <laughs> this ain't working. All right, all right let it go. It okay, if, it, but if, if we're putting all our because nobody else is good, nobody's taking a big enough a leap to change things. So if you're expecting KP being healthy. Jason Kidd not being Rick Carlisle and he's going to use KP right to be everything. You're a fucking idiot, first of all. But second of all, if that doesn't work out, we're screwed again. Why would why would we not do everything in our power to get a big behind KP that plays, I don't want to say similarly because he's a different beast, but somebody that can fill into his role when he's not there so that we can at least have some sort of continuity behind them, AKA an assurance policy behind them, because he has not been dependable for three years now. If you know that he is potentially a liability, he is potentially putting too much on himself, having too much put on him based on his body and his history, you should do everything in your power to give him somebody behind him that can help take some of that burden away. Luca has to do everything. When Luca's off the court, we are not the same basketball team. Why would we not go all out to get another guy who was a light version of Luca and can run the offense in a similar way, but can also catch and shoot if he's going to be able to play with Luca? Why would we not go all out for that? That was why I was so hard about trying to get Bogdan Bogdanovich. Obviously, that didn't work out. Atlanta was better than us at making sure they got Trey Young, a guy that can do Trey Young type things, and run an offense for a stretch for five, 10 minutes at a time, could score on his own. Why would we not do those? Those are the two only things that we need to do. If we did those two things, I'd be happy. Okay, you don't want to get the KP insurance policy. Get me a big man that is a true big man that can post up and score, can get rebounds, block shots. Not a young project one, but one that does that already, has proven that they can do that. Get me that. So that if, again, one, they can play with KP, they can come off the bench and fill 5, 10, 15 minutes, the Better than Dwight Powell or Willie Colley's time. More dependable, harder at the rim can cause problems. Unless you're unless you expect unless KP or KP unless Kid is going to use Bob Boban in that way more. Not the perfect answer, but get me one of those guys, a guy that if KP goes down, we can put him into a bigger role. We can't put Dwight Powell, Willie Colley's time into a bigger role and expect that to be a thing that's going to actually help the team. We are not a better team than we were last year besides Luca getting better. So I'm not happy and I won't be happy until we get one of those things that I just mentioned. And I know y'all really want Goran Dragic, but bro, dude can't even stay on the court. I think he helps us. Of course. I I would be ignorant to say that Goran Dragic does not help us. But does he make us that much better than some of the teams we mentioned earlier? I don't think so. Would I like him on a team? Sure. But don't say, oh, well, we could still get Goran Dragic as if us getting Goran Dragic makes this free agency and offseason that much better. It does right. not. I'm not going that hard to get Goran Dragic. As soon as the the uh, Heat picked up the option, I was like, shit. If he was a free agent, he would have come here. Easy money. <laughs> 
my opinion. Also, oh, go ahead. You mean to tell me y'all don't want to trade for Goran Dragic because you don't want to take on the nineteen million or trade the White Powell who's left in the locker room? Goofy as shit. Yeah, we not. I, you know what? We not even going to waste time addressing that. We know how goofy that is, and I think everyone knows how goofy that is. If you don't, you know now. It's goofy as fuck. Also, you know what? While we on the topic of goofy shit, I'm not going to call out any names. Mm. But there's a lot of people on Twitter who are just, there's the media and then there's the fans who sound like the media. And the media, by media, I mean people paid by the Mavs, whose names I won't mention, uh, saying things like, you know, oh, we glad we have Luca and stuff like that. Bro, you're fucking ignorant. Stop spreading shit like that. I can't say what I want to say. Just, just, you're ignorant. You're ignorant. I'm going to take the high road and just say you're ignorant. The fans, I don't know if y'all are being influenced by the media or what, but to say that the Mavs had a good offseason is one of the most egregious statements I've heard in a very long time. You sound, I know there are opinions and no opinion is wrong. That opinion is wrong. I'm sorry. You sound like an idiot. Do not say those things out in public. And Dennis Smith Jr. is not good. I've been trying to avoid that one, but uh, I'm not going to get into it. I just need y'all to know he's not fucking good. I want him to be good too. You know, I want him to have success, but he can't be on this team. If we had addressed our issues and had an extra roster spot, I'm all for it. No, I don't want that for him because I want him to go somewhere where he'll get opportunity. Yeah, He ain't getting that shit here. <sighs> he does not address a need right now. He's not, not one bring anything to the team that we don't have. We don't need another project guard. We got those. Him and Luca got a cold picture together and y'all like, oh man, we need Dennis Smith Jr. back because him and Luca are friends. Fuck out of here. I want him to have success in his life. That is not to be found in Dallas. Right I now. want us to have success too and that doesn't come from Dennis Smith Jr. being a third or st- second string point guard or shooting guard on his fucking team. <sighs> so, all of that established, my grade for this offseason is a – I was about to say something I didn't even realize I was going to say. I'm going to say a D. I was going to say a hard one, but I realized <laughs> – <laughs> Oh, man. It's, a, it's more like a flaccid one, to be honest. Okay, come on. Um, come on. It, it, it's, a, it's a D. It's a D. Did we completely fail at getting better? No. But did we actually change the team? Did we have an average, respectable offseason? No. Did we have a great one? No. No draft. We're treating our rookies from last year like rookies this year. Whatever, man. That's fine with me. They didn't get to play. The one that did was told to sit in the corner, even though that's not his game. Whatever. So, you know, we'll see. We will see. Summer League is coming up this week. I'm excited. To see Tyrell Terry, Josh Green unleashed. I'm excited to see Eugene Omarui. I'm excited to see EJ Onu, Carly Jones. Is it Jones? We're going to say it's Jones. And uh, oh, what's the other guy's name? Damn, I'm fucking up. Uh, shooting guard, the athlete. I, I don't, I don't know. 
All right, hold on. I'm going to get this name. My bad. Please bear with me, y'all. It's, it's getting late in the clock. Uh, 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 what's his name? Farron. Farron Hunt. I'm excited to see what those dudes do in some movie. One of them has a chance at a two-way. I would love for it to be AJ Onu. What he does, he could be the KP insurance policy. Love it. He shoots threes. He blocks shots. He dunks the ball. And he rolls very well. Yeah. He could put it down for a straight line drive. I'm not expecting him to cross nobody up, but if he gets the ball in space, I can expect him to go to the rim and dunk it. But I ain't even think about the summer league guys right now because let's be honest, they ain't about to come in and make an impact. That's it's not possible. I'm about to say it's not saving. It's possible. Who knows? But I'm not not expecting that at all, man. This, With that said, I do have to plug some content. Hold up, I didn't give my grade. I'm just plugging the content since I mentioned those dudes. Oh, okay, go ahead. If you want to know more about the guys on the summer league that we just signed. Go back and listen to an episode or two ago. I interviewed Mavs Draft. He had the breakdown on all four of those guys. Get yourself ready for Summer League action. Get caught up on what these guys do, what their history is, and what you can expect from them. Go back and listen to that episode. All right, carry on. I originally gave this team a C- minus for the offseason because I was under the impression we were really going to get Goran Dragic. But now since it looks like we're not, since the Raptors said they're not buying him out and they're pretty much like, not really accepting a lot of trade offers. D. Honestly, is almost a fucking F. Actually, fucking F. I'm not even good. It's an F. F. For fuck is this? Carry on, man. You know what? I forgot. I'm. You know what? <sighs> okay. Is that all that we have to really say about it? I think that's all. I, I think that's all we really have to say about this. I uh, I'm not happy. It doesn't. They 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 look content to 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 stand pat and hope that guys on the team improve or take us to the next level. That's not fucking happening. But that's what they seem to be banking on. So it is what it is. I apologize, Luca, that you have to deal with this. Uh, get your money, young man. But um, and, oh, can I let me address that real quick? Just real quick. I'm gonna just say it real quick, Luca since the season ended, went overseas, played with Slovenia, played in a qualifying tournament, balled out, went to Tokyo in a bubble, went to the Olympics, balled out. He's going to go home to try to relax for the first time this offseason, and who's going to be waiting for him but Mark Cuban and a bunch of motherfuckers from Dallas. That's fine. Hopefully they don't try to do too much when they're over there. Give him his money and get away. Let the boy relax for like five minutes. Get, get get the man his money. Give him all his coins. And just know that when you leave, all, all your energy needs to be on getting him help. All of it. That's it. Uh, I'm only going to plug my most recent YouTube video, State of the Mavericks Address on the Mind of Reese YouTube channel. Uh. Those are all thoughts on the Mavericks free agency. Uh, signing off for Reese and Bibbs. We will catch y'all next week. And I kind of wanted to leave. I usually close it out on that. We usually close it out on that statement alone. But there's another statement that I wanted. Not a statement, but a fact. Paul George said his reasoning 
for leaving the Indiana Pacers to go to the Oklahoma City Thunder. And he said he truly wanted to stay in Indiana. But he felt they were too content with being just okay. See y'all next week. So, I know you uh, you probably got used to hearing bibs for a while on this ad, but uh, I'm going to take over the reins again uh, to tell you a bit about our ad, our sponsor, Anchor. Uh, back in 2020, during the pandemic, I finally took the opportunity to start my own podcast. The only issue was I had no idea where to start. Um, I didn't have any podcast equipment. Uh, no camera, no microphone, you know, uh, any things that you see in a studio. But what I did have was my cell phone, and that's why I discovered the Anchor app. Anchor is the perfect app for new podcasters, for beginning podcasters, for people to start their very own podcast. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer, like I mentioned. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast through other platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and more. So it's doing most of the work for you. All you have to do is hit play, press record, and get your work out there to the world. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And the best thing of all, Anchor is totally free. And on top of it being free... You can acquire your own sponsors like the ad I'm doing right now through Anchor. So you have an app for free that you can possibly make money off of. Seems like a fantastic deal to me. If you're interested in starting your own podcast with the Anchor app, make sure you download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Tell them Reese sent you. 